Welcome to episode 86 of the All the Books Show, the official podcast of the David A. Hale Public Library, where we talk book news, author news, and literary news. I'm Eric Nichols. And I'm Nick Gunning. And, and before you even ask, no, Julia Spencer Fleming is not here today. I was going to ask. But we have this picture of her head on a paint stick. So, Julia, how are you? She's great. She's Fantastic. having a really good time. She just yeah, sounds really just as lively as, uh, as she did in our interview yeah. with yeah. her last week. Of yeah, course, I did. wasn't there. Though a picture of my head was on a paint stick. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of our thing now. Yeah. We just, if there's somebody we wish yep. was here, we just Put got their that head picture. on a paint stick. It's inspiring. Yeah. So anyway. It's very effective Thanks, in an audio only <laughs> format, I think. Yes, I think it is. It's a joke that works on all levels. Yeah, a visual gag that people can't see. Yeah. It's, it's, Concep- kind of, it's highly conceptual. It's I like ahead it. of its time. Yeah. I think we can agree that it's ahead yeah. of its time. Well, we are going to be talking about mystery series later yeah. in the show, so you have that or to look forward to. Or are we? Ooh, let's <laughs> gather the suspects in the drawing room. Yeah. Uh, before we start with the show, I do want to mention that the Bailey's Prize for Women's Fiction has announced a short list. So we, we gave you the long list, which was very long, 16 books. Rhea they've, Perlman. They've now got it down to just six. Okay. So they are as follows. Stay With Me by Ayubami Edibayo. Uh-huh. The Power by Naomi Alderman. Uh-huh. The Dark Circle by Linda Grant. Ooh. The Sport of Kings by C.E. Morgan. Uh-huh. First Love by Gwendolyn Riley. Mm-hmm. And Do Not Say We Have Nothing by Madeline Thine. Yeah. So those are the six. You're constantly saying we have nothing. Here at the library, here I say in that. our friendship, Whoa. you're like, we have nothing. We have and I'm nothing. like, Nick, what do, we build this do not say that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You, you are an inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the final prizes are going to be announced June 7th. So we'll Ooh. have a little while. So if you want to read some yeah. of these books, we can hook you up with You've that. You've got. And we'll cover the winners months. on June 7th. So well. anyway, <laughs> in the meantime, how the heck are you, buddy? Good. I like your sweater. Thank you. It's blue. It's striped. It's casual Friday. Yeah. I took know, a picture just, of it, though. Uh, did I'm you? i post that on my Instagram. Okay. That'll be so, great. That'll be great. And then you could post it on our uh, Twitter feed. Okay. So Will do. People can like it. I they love know it. what you look like. Um, I haven't had a huge reading week. Spoiler alert. I yeah. don't have tons to talk about yeah. in my bookmark. How about you? Same. Okay. Here, here's the dish. We're recording early because I'm going on a trip. Two. I don't want to say. Oh, you don't want to say. Oh, Disney wow. World. Woo! I just made a lot of people jealous. Yeah. So Actually. Don't, don't try to find me. I will be off the clock. If you come up to me in Disney World and say, wait a second, are you Eric Mickles from the All the Book Show podcast? Yeah. I'm going to be like, back of the line, buddy. Yeah. I'm here for Thunder Mountain and Thunder Mountain only. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, sometimes you just have to unplug and just yeah. unwind. Yeah. Can't have fans yeah. and... I'll be like, look, isn't it enough that you could hang out with Aladdin, that you yeah. could meet Buzz Lightyear? Yeah. Aren't, do, you, do you always have to be coming up to me in Disney World? Sure, yeah. Just, <laughs> I'm sure. You know, yeah. you, we've said Disney so many times, I feel like the Disney people are going to come after us collecting. Yeah. I guess really They're the very, only way they'll... very protective of their copyrights with Disney. They'll probably so. only know it's me, though, if I'm in line and I'm like... Welcome to Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, yeah. your one-stop shop for crazy thrills. And yeah. Mr. Toad's Wild Ride's been gone for about 15, 20 years now. Well, maybe so. they'll know it's me because I, my information's so poorly researched. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, wait that a second. That was one of my favorite Disney rides, though, I'll tell you. Yeah. So no, no updates to report on the bookmark? Uh, no, I'm still reading uh, The Einstein Intersect okay. by... I have it right here. It's uh, Samuel R. Delaney. Still liking it. Class. You've been in a classic sci-fi zone lately. Yeah, it, I like was in your, a book. Is slump. that like your plan? You're just ah, sorry, digging through uh, classic sci-fi. Yeah, I was just in a book slump, so I was like, I'm just gonna read something I need. I'm supposed to read. Okay. From that Hugo list or something. Yeah. It's been working out. Cool. And sometimes they're shorter, mm-hmm. so, um, but you you still get a lot in it. Um, but I do have to read over the trip, or right when I get back, I need to read uh, Star Girl. By Jerry Spinelli. Yes. Because uh, I'm doing a book club with that with mm-hmm. um, eighth graders. Yeah. So I need to uh, I need to cruise through that book so mm-hmm. I can do it in time. So. Nice. Okay. Well, I I picked up a couple of we got a new crop of graphic novels in. And I picked up a couple that aren't my usual jam, but they're super popular. So I mm-hmm. wanted to see what all the hubbub was about. Great. So I read Deadpool uh, Mercs for Money Volume uh-huh. One in a new Deadpool series, and I actually kind of liked it. Nice. It was uh it was pretty tame. They brought in Negasonic Teenage Warhead from the Smart. movie. You know. Yeah. So I thought that was all right. You know, it wasn't much to it, but it was fun. In the comics, I don't even remember her in the comics. I think. She was in Grant Morrison's run. Yeah. Negasonic Teenage Warhead was in Grant Morrison's run of the X-Men, X-Men comics. Yeah. But she was like a one-panel like gag. Oh. And that was it. And then the movie just turned into a character people yeah. wanted to read right. about. So. Yeah, no, that's exciting. It's pretty smart. Uh, on the other side of that, 
I read the new Harley Quinn series, also a super popular character. Yeah. I hated it. I hated I don't volume one. Get it? I don't. That happened before this. I don't understand who the audience is. Like yeah. it's not funny. Yeah. I, at least I didn't find it funny. Yeah. Obviously, people do. Yeah. Find it I funny don't. And entertaining, I don't get it, man. No, I can't. That's not one that I can relate to the cool kids with. Because I don't. Yeah, it was like everything I liked about Harley Quinn was just like right out the window. Yeah. Yeah. So. It was kind of an unrecognizable. Though character. I do like her in the Suicide Squad comics. Yeah. Whoever was writing, like, in that team setting, maybe it's just, like, solo by herself. Like, yeah, when you she's just. A side character, certainly. Yeah. Um, they, they've kind of turned her into. She didn't used to be, but they've turned her into uh, DC's, like, DC Comics d- version of Deadpool. Mm. Like, she's become more Deadpool while still maintaining the stuff that makes her Harley Quinn in yeah, the first place. Yeah, that's true. But I didn't the need The irreverence yeah. and the humor and everything, yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, I did read, um, I finished reading Portraits of Courage, which is that collection of paintings. George W. Bush. Yeah, George W. Bush. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, was, I was really Laura, impressed come by here. it. Look at this. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> His his paintings, like I, I'm not, I wouldn't judge them. Like I'm an art critic, so uh, let me tell you how great they are. Not that, but I did think that they really captured like the emotion yeah. of the situation. So I got to give him props for that. And I thought the stories were really inspiring. Okay. It's probably not something that I would have picked up, but it was just such an odd, an odd thing, right. you know, uh, that it piqued my interest. And I'm glad that I read it. So it's a quick read, and even just to flip through the pictures is right. is interesting. So we do have that here. So I I'd say pick it up. I would have called the book. Paint Teagery. Yeah, that's good. So that's good. Uh, I'm still currently reading Keeper of Lost Causes, which if we were recording the regular time, I'd be done with and I'd be able to tell you. Uh, well, about. we're not, Nick. I know. So, but I am very much enjoying it. And wishes I were turtles. Don't We'd know all be how this is going to end. So really? I'm, I'm kind of on the edge of my seat. Did you get a? Uh, and I'm reading Headlong Flight by Dayton Ward. Have you talked to any people from the book club? How's Several it? from the book club have read his books before. Uh-huh. Read this some a few one or two of them have read this one in mm-hmm. particular, but a long time ago. Okay. So uh, they love him. All right. Yeah. So, so it's going to be like a positive uh, I think discussion, it you think? Yeah. I, I mean, at least I know I'll have a couple of ringers who already like this yeah. author. Uh, usually I'm surprised by a couple of responses. So we'll yeah. see. We'll okay. see. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm enjoying both of those books so far. All right. Nice. Yep. That's that's kind of rare for you to be liking both of the book club books at the same time. Well, the other one's not a book club book. Oh, well, that's yeah. so, we it just, is so rare. We just finished, uh, Page Turner's just finished uh, In the Bleak Midwinter by Julia Spencer Fleming. <gasps> Julia. Yeah, she's thrilled. Great. She's Fantastic. really happy yeah. that we read it. So yeah. that's great. Oh, you know what? No, we did that a while back. This is a fountain filled with blood, book two that we just All finished. Right. Yeah. Uh, we're starting Tony Hillerman's The Blessing Way. Ah. So yeah. uh, I don't think anybody in the book club had read him before. So this will be a new experience for nice. all of us. Mystery. Ties in well with our theme today because the Page Turner's Book Club is pretty much exclusive to uh, reading mysteries. So, does it tie uh, in? Hmm, yeah. The plot thickens. Sure does. It does. Uh, oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, well, let's talk book news. Pickens like a taco sauce. Uh-huh. Um, all right, so we're talking book news. We're talking the books that are coming out April 11th. Wow. That's 4 slash 11 slash 17, unless yeah. you're in Europe. And then it's... Then it's uh, 11 for yeah. 17. I get it. Because they do... Yeah, they go up. Yeah. It took me forever. I was reading a, a European blog one time, and I kept going like, is this all out of order? I don't understand. What's the reading? <laughs> and then I, it, it dawned on me. So I learned a thing. Wow. That was a while ago. I'm not, I'm not like that anymore. Well. <laughs> All right. So again, these are the books that are coming out April 11th. Let's see if there's anything good. Alice and the Assassin. My page just changed. But the book is called, there it is, by R.J. Uh, Corretto. This is an Alice Roosevelt mystery. Hmm. I, when I first saw the title, I thought this was another like young adult. Take on Alice. <laughs> yep. But this is 1982, uh, 1902. Oh. New York. Well. Wow. Alice Roosevelt. The bright, passionate, and wildly unconventional daughter of newly sworn-in President Theodore Roosevelt. Look out. Oh, I think Bully we... for her. Yeah. That's great. Uh, while Al is forced to challenge those who would stop at nothing in their greed for money and power, they consider her uncertain future. St. Clair must come into terms with her own past. And Allison, yep. So wow. it's just about the... The daughter of... The spunky daughter Teddy Roosevelt. of uh, Teddy okay. Roosevelt. Sure. Uh, Dangerous to Know, a Lillian Frost and Edith Head novel by Renee Patrick. Okay. Anything? No, no, it doesn't ring a bell. All right, well, good. Our segment's going to be fantastic, yeah. Nick. You haven't heard of a Lillian Frost and Edith Head novel? <laughs> I haven't. No, I'm sorry. All right, well, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to read the title, but you have to finish the sentence. Okay. If we were villains, uh huh, things would be a lot more fun. Oh, <laughs> cool. 
Um, ML Rio is the author here. Okay. So if we were villains, ooh, the cover is like kind of cursive-y. Ooh. And then there's just a picture of a skull. Actually, ooh, look it's, out. it's kind of um, a self-published kind of picture. Okay. Like, what, what, what's a prop we have lying around? Take a picture of it. Where's that light? We have a uh, cursive-y As skull. one of seven young actors studying Shakespeare. Uh-oh. We oh, already boy. talked about Shakespeare. Oh, boy. You, we know how you feel. Yeah. At Elite Arts College... Uh, Oliver and his friends play the same roles on stage and off. Hero, villain, tyrant, temptress, uh, extra. When the casting change and the secondary characters absorb the stars, the plays spill dangerously over into life, and one of them is found dead. Oh, so it's a mystery. Mm-hmm. Or is Whoa, it? <laughs> um, these are not. Okay, One Perfect Life by Lisa Scott Scottaline. Scottaline. I never know. Yeah, but you've never read either. I haven't. Uh, not even in book club? No. What, do you know what she normally writes? Is it like suspense? Is it drama? I think it's more, I think it's more like thriller than oh. standard mystery. Okay. Probably put one on. That's kind of how I make the Page Turner book club schedule. I try to hit all the big names in that yeah. genre that we haven't read before. Have you ever had, uh, Jeffrey Deaver? No, but I think I'm planning to. Well, he has a new book coming out called The Burial Hour, a Lincoln Rhyme novel. Yeah, apparently his are a little more, uh, I don't know. Gruesome? Yes. Well, it's about a forensic detective called Lincoln Rhyme. Yeah. So, uh, what if his trait was that he had to rhyme every disgusting oh, uh, clue he found? That'd be good. Like her, her trachea yeah. is found in a pool of blood. Is, was that it, a rhyme? My job rules. That was terrible. <laughs> that was the worst thing I've I'm ever. I'm not heard. a poet. No. No. Uh, don't we have that. a poet visiting the library soon? We do. Yeah. Donica Kelly's coming on the 25th. Okay. Well, seven done. o'clock. Long listed for the National Book Award just last year. All so. Right. Well, she can, exciting she can help me out here, then. You think she's want to help you uh, come up with rhyme, Jeffrey Lincoln Deaver. rhyme yeah, Lincoln dialogue? Rhyme. Yeah. <laughs> I'll ask her. I mean, okay. I'll ask her. Uh, see, so before we started, I had to check if this was a fiction book or nonfiction. It is fiction. Okay. The Delight of Being Ordinary, A Road Trip with the Pope and the Dalai Lama by Roland Morello. You thought that was real? What happens when the Pope and the Dalai Lama decide they need an undercover vacation? During a highly publicized official visit at the Vatican, the Pope suggests an adventure so unexpected and appealing that neither man can resist. Before dawn, two of the most beloved and famous people on the planet, don disguises, slip into a waiting car, and experience the countryside as regular people. Along for the ride are the Pope's overwhelmed cousin, Paolo, and his estranged wife, Rosa, an eccentric hairdresser with a lust for life who cannot resist the call of adventure or fun. And you thought this was nonfiction. <laughs> I, okay. When you read it out loud, yeah. When I read the highly publicized, I'm like, when did this happen? I don't remember this being publicized. Yeah. Uh huh. Against the landscape of good humor, exploration, spiritual delight, not to mention the sublime rolling hills of Italy, the delight of being ordinary showcases the charming sensibilities of Roland Marella. And Eric thought it was real. <laughs> Are you gonna read this? No. I read about it in the newspaper when it happened, <laughs> so I don't need to go back. All right. You know. It sounds exciting. Sounds fun. Sure, it's, it's yeah. kind of like um, like those old Greek stories where Zeus and uh, Hermes would like dress up as ordinary peasants and yeah. like look for somebody yeah. to like give them food. You're right. And then like the poor couple would give them all they had, and then the, Zeus would drown everyone else in water who wow. didn't help them out. That's why you got to give rides to strangers. Yeah, man, seriously. You don't want to get drowned by Zeus. I yeah, I don't think you should advocate people picking up strangers, but. That's true too. Yeah, yeah. You, you safety first. Yeah, safety you first. Have, it's hard oh, to look, tell. Oh, look, another book. Yeah, uh, the Widow of Wall Street by Randy Susan Myers. Uh, I guess this is a sequel to the Wolf of the Wall Street. The Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, it's a uh, about the seemingly blind love of a wife of her husband as he conquers Wall Street and her extraordinary, perhaps foolish loyalty during his uh, fall. Okay, so there you go. Yeah, we got one more adult fiction, Nick. Uh, this one, I. It's a Star Wars book, but I don't recognize the character Thrawn. Now, is, this, is this fiction or non-fiction? This is, this is fiction. This is fiction. Okay. It's Star Wars. Yeah. It's the fiction part of Star Wars. Okay. That's not the right. non-fiction this is a Star Wars book. Yeah. Version. Okay. Timothy Zahn. Yeah, I know him. He's writing Thrawn. Yeah, I know. Thrawn's was, a character yeah. from your Star Wars books you love. I do love those books. Thrawn and this trilogy, definitive Thrawn novel. Ooh, definitive, Nick. Mm. Readers will follow Thrawn's rise to power, uncovering the events that created one of the most iconic villains in Star Wars history. Before he was removed from history. He's back, though. But then back in history. Yeah, he's been on Rebels. All right. That's true. He has been on Rebels. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, My Cubs, a love story by Scott Simon, I guess it would be. Yeah. It's about the Cubs. We've talked about the Cubs before. But if you're looking for a 
Oh, it says no metaphor is necessary. The Chicago Chicago Cubs have been living an example of disappointment and failure for more than a century. That's true. For some of us, they're still a failure <laughs> because they they haven't called. Okay. Uh, and here's one you might read, Nick Letterman, The Last Giant of Late Night. I do want to read that by one. By Jason Zinnemann. Yes. Uh, the Last Giant. I think he's forgetting Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> I think most of America is yeah, forgetting Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. Um, and then we have a young adult book called Alex and Eliza, a love story by Melissa De La Cruz. Do we Is have it, this one? Uh, the, no, it comes oh, out April oh, 11th. Okay. All right. Uh, Melissa De La Cruz is a very popular young adult author. Okay. Uh, written a lot. But Alex and Eliza, if people haven't figured it out, is the love story of Alexander Hamilton and Eliza Schuyler. Made popular by the musical 1776. Yes. Starring William Daniels. Yep. I, I thought you were going to say Seven Brides for Seven Husbands. Seven Brides for Seven Brothers? Brothers. Yeah. yeah. No. No, he wasn't okay. in that. So, uh, Howard Keel starred in that. I'm not entirely sure you know, how this book will read and everything. Mm-hmm. I, and I'm not sure how popular it's going to be. Yeah, I, I, don't know, get, I don't uh, get it. I'll tell you, I don't wife, get it right now. My wife, she's a music teacher. Yeah. And uh, her students like Hamilton. Oh. Well, they won't so I don't know if they're going to be... But like, if you really like the musical, yeah. are you going to be like super excited to read like an unofficial... Retail, you know what I mean? Probably not. It's not going to be in song. Although some won't be able to say no to this. So. Yeah. Yeah. And this, yeah. Though some, when they yeah. see the book, they'll feel helpless. Uh-huh. <laughs> Those are two songs from the musical Hamilton. Hamilton. See now on Chicago and Broadway. That's right. We have the book and CD here in the collection. Yeah. We have a few books. Yeah. We, we that, also uh, have the Hamilton mixtape. Yeah. And so. that, that weird one that's not part of it too. The, uh, the adult novel. Yeah. The Hamilton Affairs. Yeah. So, yep. but uses the same style of like cover. Yeah, but they know they know yeah. what they're doing. They know all what right. they're doing. That's all I got, man. What do you got for okay. advance notices? Advance notices. Well, folks, uh, get your get your calendars out. Get your pencils. Uh, How many people do you think are flip through the calendar? Uh, find the month of May okay. after the current month. These are things that are going to be coming your way. All right. Okay. First up. Hold on, I got a giant wall calendar. You got so a wall got calendar. A, yeah. Okay. All right. Flip uh, from Dana Stabenow. Book number 21 in her Kate Shugak series. Shugak. Shugak less than a treason. <gasps> less than a treason, but more than a feeling. So, nothing on that one? Okay. Sorry. All right, just <laughs> less, less than a treason. Kate Shugak is native Aluit, Aluit, working as a private investigator in Alaska. She's yeah. five foot one inches tall, carries a scar that runs from ear to ear across her throat, and owns a half wolf, half husky dog named Mutt. Time out. I want to know... Does she only solve cold cases? <laughs> Man, I hope so. Resourceful, strong-willed, defiant, Kate is tougher than your average heroine. And she needs to be to survive the worst the Alaskan wilds can throw at yeah. her. And throw their worst the wilds have. Awkward sentence. <laughs> Awkward sentence. Kate and Mutt have both been shot. Someone shot the dog? The wilderness did? What kind of monster is this? The wilderness threw bullets at them? I might have to read this to find out if that dog makes it. <laughs> Man. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. Oh, hey. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Now, this is a this is an author to watch. Okay. This is an author to watch. A uh, book is called Against All Odds by uh, someone new to the scene here, uh, Miss Danielle Steele. A touching, masterful novel centers novel on the relationship <laughs> challenges and triumphs of a long widowed mother and her four adult children. Hold on. I'll I'll, I'll join you in this. Like so. Daniel, this is her debut novel, though. It doesn't say expressly that, but it, right. I think so. Yeah. She certainly doesn't write a book every two months. <laughs> She's not the most best-selling, most prolific yeah. author yeah. Yeah. currently living Yeah, who does today. she think she is? Nora Roberts? Exactly. At least Nora Roberts shares some of the load with J.D. Robb, though. That's true, yeah. So that makes yeah. it a little easier. Her co-writer. Uh, I have no information about this, so I'm just going to tell you. New listeners, we know that J.D. Robb and Nora Roberts are the same person. We're not... It was... Did you not know what, that, Nick? What did you say? They're J- the same person? J.D. Robbs is Nora Roberts. I mean, they look alike. <laughs> There's no way that J.D. Robb can write 100 books a week, uh-huh. and Nora Roberts can also do that. Nick, I have something to tell you. Oh, Nora wait, Roberts wait, wait, wait. It's like J.D. Robb? It's like a Dear Abby Ann Landers situation where they're twin sisters doing similar work, and so it's confusing. <laughs> uh, Nora Roberts and J.D. Robb are both Danielle Steele. <gasps> That's, that's how Daniel Steele... It Steel, makes so much yeah. sense. Ah, and scene. Testimony. 
Kindle County Legal Thriller Number 10 by Scott Turow. Scott Turow, number one New York Times bestselling author and one of the major writers in America, mm. returns with a page that, that's according to NPR, uh. returns with a page-turning legal thriller about an American prosecutor's investigation of a refugee camp's mystifying disappearance. The whole camp disappeared? Crazy. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so that's from Scott Turow. Again, that's coming out in May. Oh, for also from our friend Timothy Zahn, who we were just discussing. We were just discussing him. Starting a new series, A Chronicle of the Sibyl's War, book one. The book is called Pawn, coming to you in May. Nicole Lee's a 19-year-old woman in Philadelphia with a dead-end life. Ooh. No family, no money, and a relationship with a criminal named Bungie. That all changes after one of Bungie's deals goes bad. Yeah. Bungie forces Nicole to drive him to the hospital to kidnap an ER doctor uh-huh. in order to help him recover from his wounds. Uh-huh. Before the would-be kidnapper can seal the deal, all mm-hmm. three are whisked away by mysterious, moth-like humans to a strange room. Well, I can't stop now. i got to uh-huh. keep going. They're on board a living ship called the... Ferantha, uh-huh. where they must now work as part of the ship's crew. Nicole has a special ability that allows her to communicate both with the ship and the mysterious mothmen uh-huh. called wisps. Uh-huh. It is not long before Nicole learns that the ship is far more vast than any of the crew had even imagined as she is soon caught in a war between factions seeking to seize okay. control of the Ferantha. Okay. Man, I'll tell you what. The cover of this book looks really interesting. That Sounds description boring, yeah. was like banana well, cakes okay. and a little dull. So you've read most, or if not all, of Timothy Zahn's Star Wars books. I don't even know if I'd say that. I've read the, th- I've read the five okay. Thrawn books. You've read the Thrawn books. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you like them. I do. But you don't like uh, Zahn outside of those. I haven't read them. You haven't read any? I, I thought you had. No, my pal Jesse's read like everything. Okay. Loves them. But no, I haven't. Well, with book descriptions like that, I why know. not? I know. I'm telling you, I saw the cover and was like, I'm going to have to check this out. And yeah. then I was like, wait, what? Wasp people? I don't get moth no, people. Moth people. Wasp moth people, people would be terrifying. Yeah. I mean, moth people are scary. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But wasp people? Wasp are vicious. Yeah, all the moth people can do is like eat your clothes. <laughs> yeah. Wasp will poison you. They'll lay their eggs just in you. Just turn on a light and all the moth people will just go yeah. right to it. Yeah. Problem solved. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> Sorry, I got one large print here. Part of the Those Jensen Boys series. Uh, series, yeah. Twelve Dead Men. Ah! Spe- speaking of dead men, this was written by William what? Johnstone and J. A. Johnstone. Okay, J. A. Johnstone's alive. All right, the greatest Western. But I don't know, still don't get it. William Johnstone's dead. But how's he telling a story? Because dead men tell no tales. You know what? He is also Daniel Steele. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) For generations, the Jensen family has staked their claim in the heart of the American West. Uh Now the legacy continues as twin brothers Ace and Chance Jensen find justice. Swinging from a hangman's noose, the bad also Mm -hmm. die young. Yeah. Well, that's not what Billy Joel says. They call me Chance because I'm so lucky. (laughs) Also, it's my name. You've just endeared me to that character, though. Let me tell you the truth. <laughs> okay. Uh, do we have a New York Times list? Yeah, we sure do. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. maybe we were recording too close together, but yeah. No, okay. man. New York Times list. It's a it's an me, ever-changing beast. Hit it's, me with your best it's, shot. It's then. evolving along with us every day. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Great. The day you grow wings, New York Times is going to be standing upright you know, and hunting you. The moth people are going to help me do just <laughs> yeah. that. Number 10, A Gentleman in Moscow by Amor Tiles. Uh Nick, are you going to read A Gentleman in Moscow? No, but I need more towels. <laughs> wow. Jeez. Sorry. All right. Glad Julia Spencer Fleming is in here in person right. to have uh, yeah. seen that happen. I don't know. She seems like she's laughing. Yeah. In the inside. On yeah. the inside, yeah. yeah. Uh, number nine, Lincoln and the Bardo, and I don't care. <laughs> That's Jimmy Crack Corn. Oh, right. Uh, by George Saunders. Uh, that one I've... Oh, my wife uh, got this on audiobook. Okay. Uh, Lincoln and the Bardo. And Interesting, because it's like, the format's really weird. Is it multiple voices? It's a crazy amount of celebrities. Yeah. Uh, but I think um, uh, Nick Offerman is playing Lincoln. Oh, okay. But then it just, like, she just kept reading the list. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I don't have it up right yeah. now, but maybe next There's time. There's a lot of, like, uh, it's a script-like dialogue in it. Yeah. So. so, let's see. We have number eight, The Cutthroat by Clive Cussler. I was just talking to somebody about Clive Cussler, and I said, um, you know, he's checking them out. And he was talking about how uh, they get put out a lot still. And I was like, That was me. No, I was talking to a, a patron. Oh, okay. And uh, I was like, Yeah, they're not that 
I don't think they're as popular as they used to be. And he's like, well, I can't remember the last like really good Clive Cluster. But he had like four Clive Cluster books. But mm. He couldn't remember the last time Yeah, and he read one that he really, really liked. At this point, I'm surprised they're still coming out in hardcover. It seems like oh, you know paperback harsh. would be perfect. Yeah. But well, uh, suckers like us are just going to keep buying them because that's people, true. People like them, so that's true. Number seven, Dangerous Games by Danielle Steele. Oh, yeah. Uh, number six, The Woman in the Castle by Jessica uh, Shutuk. This is new, so the Widows... is it the next girl on a train? I don't know. Let's see. <laughs> oh, I said The Woman in the Castle. Yeah, my mistake. It's The Women in the Castle. Oh, okay. The widows of three men killed for attempting to assassinate Hitler take refuge oh, together yes. okay. at the war's end. I remember now. And number five, if not for you, by Debbie McCumber. Number two, Vicious Circle by C.J. Box. Uh, fun fact, C.J. Box is actually a uh, pen name used by Daniel Steele. What? That's true. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Number three, Norse Mythology by Neil Gaiman. That's not going anywhere. People stay. are apparently loving this. Um, number two, Mississippi Blood by Greg Isles. Mm-hmm. And number one, new this week, who do you think's debuting at number one, Nick? <gasps> Mary Higgins Clark. No. Oh. It's another Daniel Steele... Uh, pen name, The Black Book by James Patterson and David Ellis. David Ellis. Now, she, of course, uses the pen name both James Patterson and David and Ellis. And David Ellis. So she's co-authoring her own book. She's got stories to Daniel tell. Daniel Steele is just she's out there. She's got stories uh, so to tell. The Black Book, uh, after a raid on a brothel that serviced Chicago's elite, two people are dead, and the Madam's Black Book has dis- disappeared. Mm. Who is responsible? I don't know. You know what you call that? What? Mystery. I love it. Yeah. And what a great segue into this week's uh, main segment. Yeah. We're talking mysteries. Or are we? No, we are. We decided ahead of time. Okay. We told him last week we were sure, talking yeah. about mysteries. So All right. I it, think to change at this point would be uh, mm-hmm. misleading and in, in poor taste. Okay. So with that in mind, <laughs> mysteries. Now we open this up to uh, listeners' responses, and boy, enough's enough. Yeah, just flooded with mail. <laughs> okay, yeah. Actually, we do have quite a few. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll try to we'll try to touch on uh, most, if not all, of those. My uh, my goal is about. all. If That's you stop me from achieving that goal, uh, I might go into some crippling depression. Really? Yeah. Wow. I might not leave well, out of my house for the next three weeks. Uh, well, you're going to Florida. Oh shoot! You know so what? Then I really I'll be fine. Yeah, it. you're right. I'll be fine. Okay. Now let me ask you this. Yeah. You. Not a big mystery fan. That's true. That I hate right? mysteries. Do I you? hate them. I hate them so much. Is that true? That is so true. You know, we met because of a mystery. That's true. That's also true. I directed Eric when he was just a, a young student. How old were you? Just a young student. I, I wasn't that young. I was Nothing. 23. Okay. All right. Well, still. Uh, I was 22 turning 23. Okay. 22. That's something. I directed a production of House on the Cliff by George Batson, which oh, I, was I still love to this day. Mm-hmm. A great uh, twisty uh, murder mystery play. Yeah. I love... I love... I played the villain. You did play the villain. Or yeah. did or I? Did you, I did. Yeah. Yes, I was the villain. A great twist. A great twist. But I guess... I, I don't know what started... I, I do love mysteries. Let me just get uh-huh. that right yeah, out there. I know. In front of everything. Yeah. I do love a good mystery. And I don't know how far it goes back. Uh, I feel like I've always loved mysteries. Like when mm-hmm. I was a kid... I was, I was way into encycl- murder. She wrote Encyclopedia Brown. Oh, okay. First, uh, and then I used to read these books. I don't remember who wrote them, but it was the uh, the TCDC, the Three Cousins Detective. No, TCDA, Three Cousins Detective Agency. Okay, they're like a, a little, little like you know eight to ten year old. Those kind of kid um, series. those I Elvis those. those Elvis books you read were those mysteries. Blue oh, yeah. suede clues. Blue suede clues. Such vicious crimes. Yeah. Uh, there's a third one. Viva Lost Vengeance. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I wish there were more yeah. because I really did like that. That's Peanut a great butter, series. Banana crime. Murder. Yeah. Murder. <laughs> yeah. So I guess it's just kind of I've always liked mysteries. Like right. way back, going back there. And I also don't remember a time when I wasn't watching Murder, She Wrote and Columbo. <laughs> That's so, true, yeah. <laughs> I guess well, Columbo's like, not really a mystery because like you already know who. Yeah, it's still a puzzle. I mean, it's it's a... They always say it's instead of a who done it, it's a how do it because he has to figure out, <laughs> okay. you know, the the mystery yeah. is not who killed, yeah. it's how Columbo's going to solve it, which yeah. is uh, is interesting and actually solved a pretty good problem because on Murder She Wrote, 
It's like, oh, look, there's a celebrity guest starring in this episode. He's the murderer. Yeah. You know, whereas in Columbo, you know right ahead of time, yeah. like, well, yeah, William Shatner's the murderer. Totally he is. Yeah. Was William Shatner fine. ever the murderer? Yeah. Really? Yeah. <gasps> Seems so against type oh, for him. Oh, yeah, Shatner's in it. Uh, Nimoy does a I know. great one. I remember the Nimoy one. one. And they cast the Shatner episode, for a little uh, sidetrack here, the Shatner episode, he plays... Uh, an actor who plays a brilliant detective on TV. Okay. So like he thinks he's actually like a brilliant. Ah. So it's pretty good. It's a pretty okay. good, pretty good casting that of Bill Shatner. Star Trek Shatner or TJ Hooker. TJ Hooker era. Okay. Yeah. Right. Definitely. <laughs> and Walter Koenig, who's Chekhov, is also in that episode. Fantastic. As one of the cops. Yeah. So random. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but it did. Yeah. yeah so uh, I loved. I love those old school mystery series. Uh, Diagnosis murder. Also. That's more about my love for Dick Van Dyke, I think, than my love of sure. the murder mystery. Yeah. But okay, so for me, it's just always been there, uh, and I think probably the Murder She Wrote books by Donald Bain are the mm-hmm. are the probably the first like mystery series I read like as an adult. Okay, I guess I read the first one in high school, but I still read them, and there's like so many. There's like forty five or something okay. like that. So uh, and still remain popular. I mean, we get every one, and they're always checking out. So right. you know. Um, I've read the Columbo books too. Not as good as the Murder She Wrote series, okay. but at this point, the Murder She Wrote series has so long outlasted the TV show. Yeah. You know, they've been <laughs> it's way more stories yeah. than, it, than that. But yeah. so, what about you? Why why don't you like? I just hate mystery. I just for me, I just get too impatient. I'm halfway oh. in the book. All these clues have been laid out. People just keep going back and forth asking questions. And I'm just like, just tell me who it was. Yeah. I don't. I guess I just don't feel the suspense like mm-hmm. I should, or like the desire to find out. I just want to know. I like knowing Interesting. the stuff and then just going from there. Okay. So huh. that's just kind of frustrating. I, I do feel that way with, with mysteries that I don't like often. Like, oh, yeah. you know, the Page Turner, I don't even know how many we've done in the Page Turner book club mm-hmm. at this point, but, um, you know, a lot of those are ones that either the group suggested or their authors we haven't mm-hmm. read before. And I don't know, probably 50% of the time. Yeah. I haven't really just, liked the book. And I do hit that point. You know, I hit that point where I'm like, I'm 100 pages in. Right. I know all the characters. Yeah. Just tell me who did it. I'm, I'm just not I'm smart ready enough to, be to done, figure it out on my own most of the time anyway. Hey man. Thanks. That's okay. Don't I'm not, I'm not fishing short. for a compliment there. I just, right. I, I just had to accept that. About, like, I, I read a mystery book and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Any, any of them could be. I give up. Yeah. <laughs> and so I just get frustrated and just want to be done with them. I felt that way when I read Girl on the Train. Mm-hmm. I was just like, all right, well, who is it? Because like, especially because the main character is such a drunk yeah. and moving so slowly, like, it's just, that's even more frustrating because yeah. it's just like, well, duh, stop drinking so we can figure it out. This 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 might be blasphemy for this topic, but I've never been a big fan of Agatha Christie. Ooh. Like, I've tried several times. I have read a, uh, an Agatha Christie. Have you? I read uh, Murder on the Orient Express. Oh, my wife likes that. I haven't read that. I do like it. I'm not going to spoil it, but okay. I don't like the resolution. Okay. So, but I am excited for the movie. That's because of uh, the ensemble. Cast. Oh, that is a great cast for that. So. Yeah, that's good. Was that coming out this year? It's December, I think. Okay, so so late in the game. Yeah. I was actually I played a I played the main character in the Mousetrap, an Agatha Christie play. Oh, okay. When I was in college, and that I really enjoyed. We saw but it. But I guess I just don't like. I mean, her thing is a little bit. I like being able to figure it out. And mm-hmm. I felt, with the ones I've read of hers, it was kind of like, well, there's no way that you ever could have figured right. that out, you know? See, I, so like, I don't like that. I like to be able to see the pieces. I like mysteries in the comic books I read. Yeah. In the superhero comic books I read. Yeah. Because I, at this point in my life, I know every single character and, you know, all this, their past motivations yeah. and everything, like... So when they're like, who could it be? I'm like, well, it's either it's this person or this person. Then yeah. I get excited because I know. So like, it's just a standalone. It's frustrating because I'm like, yeah. I don't know. I haven't had enough time. That's it, true. Who, there's only going to be one. Well, I think that's why, uh, I mean, you don't, you don't see a lot outside of the mystery genre. Mm-hmm. You don't see a lot of like super long running series. I mean, look at somebody like Grisham. He doesn't have recurring characters. Mm-hmm. You know, he writes a book just about every year. <laughs> there's hardly any recurring characters. Right. So there's no like series outside of his YA series. What about uh, when I the think- Lincoln lawyer became the Lincoln doctor? Yeah. And then he was the Lincoln pilot? Yeah. Well, first of all, that's Michael Connelly. And oh. second of all, that is a series. Okay. So. <laughs> Fantastic. But it works great as a standalone, too. But, yeah, yeah you know, I, I do I, – I think you're making a good point, though, that 
that's that's one of the things that I like about like reading these long running series because mm-hmm. you know you kind of you start already knowing the character pretty well mm-hmm. and so it gives you the freedom to just kind of like explore the the situation and sometimes like uh, you this kind of you sort of debate whether you we I know we always have trouble deciding on some authors whether we want to classify them as mystery or not yeah like James Patterson is one that tends to flip flop back and yeah forth I don't know if I'd like, count him as mystery yeah I think the Alex Cross at this ones, point <laughs> the Alex Cross ones are more like um, less trying to solve a murder and more like on a manhunt mm-hmm. and when that's the situation it's usually not technically a mystery but mm-hmm. the thing with the Alex Cross books is I often find that I'm way more interested in like his personal life mm-hmm. than I am in the uh, the actual like whodunit of the right. of the plot, and so it's the, I feel like that balance sometimes can be hard to strike mm-hmm. in in these long running series right. like that. You know, you know where else I don't like mystery? What it's in fantasy books. Yeah, I don't like mystery that's based off of the world building. Yeah, because then it's just like nonsense to right. try to figure it out. Like, right. why won't my spells work? Or like, there's a mystery to like this. Yeah. And like, well, I have no, you could just, you could suddenly say there's like a golden whale in the ocean you right. have to slay and <laughs> yeah. I'll have to take it at face value. <laughs> so like, yeah. I don't, so it's not, it's not a case of uh, just put mystery in the right genre for me and I'm okay. Yeah. It's, I just don't, don't care. For, I just like knowing all the facts mm-hmm. and the characters going from there. Okay. So. All right. Yeah, that's different. Well, when Julia <laughs> was here, she was talking about uh, just that concept of wanting there to be enough breadcrumbs that when, yeah. the, when the end comes, you're surprised, but you still like you can look back and you can see all the pieces come mm-hmm. together. And I think that's so important. Um, and I think one of the keys to success in these long running mystery series, like Julia's uh, Claire and Russ series, is that Julia, you guys on first name basis, you care, <laughs> you care about you care about each case in each Mm -hmm. book, you know, like you want to know how these are going to resolve. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I would say a lot of the readers are equally, if not more interested in the dynamic between Russ and Claire and just the mystery is just like an avenue to explore those relationships. Yeah. So it, it really just kind of depends, you know, what the goals are. But um, one one that I've started reading recently is uh, Tess Garrett's and Rizzoli and Isle series, which mm-hmm. they based that TNT show on, which I've never seen. But I really like those books, and I put one on the book club schedule. And those are neat because you have, um, you know, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of um, examples in the genre of like a non traditional detective, you know, mm-hmm. say a, a murder mystery writer right. or or something like that, you know. Uh, whereas this, you kind of you kind of get a little bit of both because uh, one of them is a homicide detective and mm-hmm. the other is the medical examiner and they're friends. So like, I think those books really successfully kind of marry the two. You have uh, pol- police procedural and you have the non traditional detective, and because of the friendship that they have, it makes it realistic. Like mm-hmm. you're not constantly like, well, why is she asking that or why are they, why is she sharing that information? You buy it because of their friendship. So I think that's a, I think that's a really well done um, mm-hmm. example on how to marry that so well. But um, let's dig into some uh, listener responses. All right, I'm on our library. You also posted it to uh, to Facebook. So yeah, we, we got it all in a couple different ways. Yeah. Let's see. So uh, Tanya on Facebook says, I'm enjoying the Sydney Chambers and Grandchester series. Mm. Are you familiar with those? No. Sydney Chamber and Grandchester. Um, and the thing with mystery, though, is that we're going to have so much of this. Just like, it's a these characters uh, thing. And mm-hmm. so like, who, who are these? Mm-hmm. Just because there's a, a whole bunch. You know who do like mysteries? Who? Kids. Really? I mean, you got the A to Z mysteries. You've got uh, Infinity Circle. You just got... It just seems like there's a lot of... I mean, the boxcar children yeah. today yeah. are still super popular. Yep. So, uh, The Grandchester Mysteries, by the way, is a crime fiction book of short stories by the British author oh. James Runis. Okay. And it's set in 1950s Grandchester. Short stories. Is, is that what you said? Uh, short mysteries? That's what... Yeah. Short, Interesting. Uh, okay. That's kind of yeah. like uh, the Father Brown yeah. setup. Yeah. You, you mentioned boxcar children. We had a couple a couple of listeners mentioned that. Yeah. Um, uh, Facebook user Heather, Facebook user Michael, all called out boxcar children. Michael also likes Encyclopedia Brown, just like, like you. Me. Yeah. I boxcar children I did like as a kid. Yeah. But have you read a lot of them? I've read like the first twelve. Okay. And then like 
book 50 because it was about a tyrannosaur skeleton in a museum. Oh, yeah. So, you have to. Um, but the first book obviously isn't a mystery. Yeah, that's funny. I was just going to say that. I, you know, I'd always just known no. that that was, it was a, like a, a mystery series. Yeah. And then I, I read the first book as an adult, like right. just from working here. I picked it up one day and read it. Yeah. Uh, and I really liked it. Yeah. I was like, I kept waiting for like the grandpa mis- yeah. to get iced or something. Yeah. But no, it doesn't happen. Yeah, it's, it's like a- if, uh, if after Hatchet, Brian went on and just started solving crimes yeah like in new york city yeah it's like oh yeah i, l- I once sur- had to survive a whole winter in the woods by myself but yeah <laughs> now i gotta figure out who stole this pie exactly exactly so but so yeah, it it's is- like it's almost like a spin-off of itself yeah. like it took the characters and put them in a different situation yeah like how lou grant spun off of mary tyler moore yeah. mary tyler moore sitcom lou grant hour-long drama or how only time it's ever happened fascinating or how Disney yeah. did everything in the 80s and 90s with yeah. their characters. Yeah. Like uh, Tailspin. Tailspin. Like suddenly Baloo <laughs> isn't just a... He's just a pilot. Yeah, yeah he's a pilot great. now. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Chip and Dale, guess what? They're also detectives. Detectives. Yep. <laughs> so... Yeah, if we're going to talk mystery series, why aren't we talking Chip and Dale? Rescue Ranger. Yeah. yeah just well, that's because right usually that. the, the answer is Fat Cat. Fat Cat's yeah, the fat problem. Yeah, Fat Cat's usually the one who so. did it. <laughs> Yeah, but more on that in our Chip and Dale spotlight coming up in the yeah. next couple of weeks. Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. You Chip, have to be very the, specific yeah. when you say not Chip and Dale spotlight or the dancers. Yeah, yeah. so let's see. close call. Uh, Patrick says Hardy Boys. I have never read the Hardy this Boys. This library has so much Hardy Boys and Nancy Drew. Yeah, it is ridiculous. Yeah, but we don't have any of the uh, Hardy Boy Nancy Drew team ups. Is that a thing? Yeah, and did they, did they Nancy like Drew date? had some like. Uh, they don't have to date Nick. They I know. Just I'm just friends. wondering if they did. Gosh, um, I'm just wondering. <laughs> so, so, are they it. popular? Do you find them still checking out? They, the Hardy Boys do check out. Yeah. Um, as do Nancy Drew. Uh, we keep most of them, the older older ones downstairs in our juvenile stacks. Mm-hmm. But those they do still check out. It's a little ridiculous. What's worse, like. There's something uh, kitschy or nostalgic when you look at an old Nancy Drew or Hardy Boy. Yeah. But when you look at the ones that they were printing in the 90s and 80s, <laughs> yeah. it's rough. Like, uh, like Nancy it. Drew in her, like, 80s uh, yeah. ski outfit <laughs> right. ready to solve a yeah. ski slope mystery. Yeah. It's just bad. She's got her headband on. Yeah. yeah. She's like, all right, let's get physical and solve this crime. <laughs> um Facebook user John mentions author Dick Francis, and that's one that I, I put on the page turner uh schedule and we read one and people were very like no i don't want to read this often these are about horse racing or or something like that okay set and there's not a lot of recurring characters in dick francis books um though there are a few uh but that was probably out of all the the page turner book club books i've done the biggest surprise really because it was universal that nobody wanted to read it and they were like why are you making us read this hmm and they read it, and uh-huh. and they all loved it. It was like universal. Who Everyone loved it. to a book it. club and like acts like you're making them read I don't something. Know. It's so I don't funny. Know. I know, but um, yeah, they all re- they all really enjoyed it, and I was shocked by that. And they all checked out like more books by Dick Francis. So oh, he definitely go. won them over. Uh, Felix Francis, Dick Francis's son, has mm-hmm. since continued on the series. Now they now they say by Felix Francis a okay. Dick Francis mystery. You know, right. so it's still the same uh, kind of deal. But, okay. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, Talia. <gasps> Talia. Talia not, Agul. Not Talia Agul. Oh, okay. Uh, but you don't know. Raz Agul, daughter in Batman villain yeah. slash love interest. Yeah. Uh, this is Talia Facebook. Okay. Uh, she says, anything written by Wilkie Collins. Wilkie Collins. Wilkie Collins uh, died in 1889. Whoa. He's an English novelist. Uh, the book The well, Moonstone. Don't, don't tell Talia. It's going to break her heart. Uh, he wrote The Moonstone in 1868. And that is considered the first modern English detective novel. Interesting. Yes. Okay. So there you go. Hmm. Uh, you got one? Yeah. Uh, our friend Ann Burlingham from, from Burlingham Books, who's been here uh, selling books Wait, at our events. What's, what are the odds that a woman with the last name Burlingham would end up working at a place named Burlingham? That would be like if you were working at like Gunning & Co. Yeah. Or if I was at Mickles Inc. Yeah. It's not a thing. What That's- kind of work do you do at Mickles Inc.? It where it's like a startup tech. It's oh, uh really it's tech in like a social aspect, social, social but tech. it's all online. Okay. So think of media. Yeah. You take how you use media. Wow. Yeah. Okay. But socialize yeah. it. Exactly. 
and that's Mickles Inc. How has no one thought of that before? That's <laughs> that's great. Yep. Anyway, Anne Burlingham had quite a few suggestions. She mentions Lawrence Block. She says several good series, some serious, some funny. Okay. I like Lawrence Block's Matthew Scudder series, and this is the one we've talked about this somewhat recently. Uh, Walk Among the Tombstones with Liam Neeson. We just got that in our collection. We realized we didn't yeah. have it, and that, it's been checking a, out nonstop. Oh, I'm sense. sure that's a Matthew Scudder book. Is that a mystery, not a like an action thing? It is. It is a mystery. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's uh, he's like sort of an unofficial PI. So I, oh. the ones I've read haven't been. No, the first one is a murder mystery. Okay. They alternate. Sometimes they're murder mystery. Sometimes it's just I need you to figure out what happened in this situation. Okay. But I really like those. I really enjoy the writing. His burglar series is known to be a little bit funnier. I haven't read those, but very popular in this library. A Buffalo native, as oh, well. All right. So, uh, she mentioned several others. Uh, Peter Dickinson, she says, a great YA author All right. uh, who does fascinating mysteries. She mentions Robert Bernard, uh, who died. So that's sure, sad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have Kay on Facebook. She says, Swedish author Camilla Lackbird. Mm. The full name of this author apparently is Jean Edith Camilla Lackbird Erickson. Huh. She's Swedish, of course. Sure. Um, so I can't even begin mm-hmm. to read you the Swedish titles of her book. Okay. Um, I would like it if you could if you could just begin. Could you just begin to do it? <laughs> just, give me, uh, though, just give me one. Her 2011 book is just called Super Charlie. Oh. So that's easy. But you've that's got fun. her 2007 book called Tisk Ungen. Mm-hmm. And then you've got 2004's Predicatin. I can't see... This one's like an L, but then it's an S. Okay. Lispician. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, so her first book apparently is called The Ice Princess. Then you have The Preacher, The Stonecutter. Um, her newest book would be The Ice Child. Have you seen any of these I don't books think so. at all? Okay. Feast, Food, Love, Super Charlie, The Drowning, The Lost Boy. So, okay. Well, then, uh, Kay has found uh, an author, a hidden gem author then. Really? From you? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. From you? Absolutely. Uh, I'm sure. Say- that, I'm sure it's a very popular series. We just <laughs> probably. <laughs> and you and I are just clueless. <laughs> yes. Um, well, I will say that that two of our more popular uh, mystery authors uh, have since visited here, uh, and I reached out to them because of their popularity here. So it would be Archer Mayer, uh-huh. whose Joe Gunther series um, is actually it's it's in books. I don't know. It's like at book tw- 26, 27 or Ooh. something. But it's since had like a big resurgence, just like in the world. You know, it's getting starred reviews in Kirkus and Publishers Weekly and that sort of thing. Okay. Uh, just doing really well and remains popular here. And Julie Spencer Fleming. I mean, right. trying to do a display with those books, it was like, well, we have one checked in. Mm-hmm. I'd put it out, gone. You yeah. know? And that's not just because she was coming. Yeah. I mean, she is one of our more popular mystery authors here. So very exciting to have both of them. And they both you know, were just so entertaining in real yeah. life. But um christine on facebook says jd robb's uh in death series oh yeah and janet ivanovich stephanie plum series mm-hmm. i didn't know stephanie plum was considered mystery yeah is it yeah oh i thought they were like romance like steamy romance slash action like because isn't stephanie it's... stephanie plum's a bounty hunter right yeah yeah so i guess i thought i didn't think that was mystery they there are you go. they are typically classed as mystery i've only read uh one of the Christmas ones and was not a mystery at all, yeah. so I can't really I don't know. Okay, but they are super popular. That's that's one we usually a lot of those books uh, we've mm-hmm. we've had to get two and even three copies. Of okay, the, of the uh, yeah Stephanie Plum series because they're just crazy, crazy popular. The uh, In Death series mm-hmm. that is there are so many there right. are so so there's like I think there's over fifty at this point. Who writes the and they're uh, futuristic? They're set in the future. What? Yeah, she's like a future cop. <laughs> I love so it. So they're vaguely sci-fi as yeah. well. So we're going to read one of those for page turners next year. Um, who's the author who writes the uh, Alphabet Murder series? Sue Grafton. Yes. Okay. I, I actually didn't see anybody put Sue Grafton on. Yeah, Facebook. those are. Uh, I mean, I think I think they're still popular, but they're not. Uh, you know, it's not top tier okay. anymore. Well, know? Wanda says Louise Penny and Anne Perry. Mm-hmm. Have you read either of them? You've read Anne Perry. Yes, I have read Anne Perry. Uh, we read the first of her uh, William Monk series. Um, uh, Louise Penny, I have not read. My wife has read and enjoys them. And we're reading the first of, of her series. Uh, I think it's called Still Life. We're uh-huh. reading that later in the year for Page Turner. So I will have read Louise Penny by the end of the year. Okay. Um, Tina, 
Tina from the Cuba Library, no less. Our old pal Tina. Hi, Tina. Um, she says she's been working her way through the YA nominee, uh, nominees for the Edgar Awards. Mm. And her favorite so far is The Girl in the Blue Coat. Uh, we have that book. And it's a World War II book. And I didn't think it was a... I didn't know it was is a mystery. new? Uh, it came out last year. Okay. So... I have, a like, a clear picture of it in yeah. my mind. It seems like... Uh, but she she said it's a his, uh, historical mystery. Um, so that's that's interesting. I now... I'll probably have... I have to read it because, you know, you have to be able to describe every World War II mm-hmm. book to the mm-hmm. to kids and teens to sell them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, but that's interesting. And that's the last one I have in front of me. Oh, looky here. We've got a uh, Facebook user and one-time guest star, friend of the show, uh, Sally, says Murder, She Wrote remains a favorite. She also recommends an old radio show called Suspense. Ah. So, yeah. There you go. That's two two for Murder, She Wrote. Yeah. And mine is several votes for Murder, She Wrote. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. We have a weighted... And you're talking about the books. A weighted voting you're, I mean, you're talking so. about the whole Murder, She Wrote universe. The Murder, She Wrote canon. Yes. Yeah. But Including the board game. You, you, Great you, board game. You played that board game. I did play that board Pretty game. Pretty good, right? Uh, <laughs> Just, I want you to admit for our listeners that it's a good board it, game. It was good. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, you meant um, it. You know what? Trying to back away Here's from something. it. Here's something. I like mystery board games. Ah. And you know Why? Because you're playing with friends, yeah. and so you know your friends, yeah. and you know your tells. So, like, when we're playing a game like um, uh, Avalon, yeah. or uh, the Resistance Avalon, or the One Night Ultimate Werewolf, or Spyfall, uh-huh. or something, like, you know enough about the people you're around yeah. to base your suspicions off, to yeah. go on clues and everything, and their tells. So, like, I guess that's just it. I just feel like when I read a stand, like when I read Girl on the Train, you only know as much as they tell you. And it's just, especially with an unre- unreliable narrator, it's just very frustrating. I enjoyed the unreliable unre- narrator, though. Do you? I thought that was a really good element in it. Legion, I guess, yeah. is doing that, the mm. show. Okay. So, interesting. But. Do you want to just uh, put a, the greatest hits of all the books on and just go play Clue, the Great Museum Caper? <laughs> Why don't we just watch Clue? Why don't the we movie just do with Christopher audio, Lloyd? Yes. Why don't we just do an audio commentary to Clue? If you're joking, <laughs> you better not be joking. I, no, uh, you what? and I, we'd have to watch Clue, and then we'd go yeah. back and put it on with the subtitles, yeah. and then we would just audio. Well, we've got a, we've got a few more. Um, I've got a few more here. Clue uh, had a series, response, though, so. right? Clue had a book series, I feel like. Yes. You know what? You know what? what? That might be the thing. That might be the thing that really made me love mysteries because yeah. I've read every one of those. We okay. used to get the Scholastic book orders, right? And I'd get it and be like, oh, "Clue book number three is coming out!" Yeah, and they're short stories, right? You know, they're like just a few pages, and you have to figure it out. I loved those. <laughs> I loved those so much. Okay. So there yeah, you go. that's. I can't so, believe. I feel like I've betrayed my younger Clu- self in not the, mentioning those. The earlier. junior Clue novelizations yes. and Elvis Presley not mysteries. <laughs> Or what got Nick into <laughs> mysteries as a person? No, as no. a reader, those Elvis mysteries though, written by <laughs> written by Daniel Klein. We don't have them here, but I will get. If you want to read them, you reach out to us, and I'll yeah. get you a copy. I tell you what, they're so, so, so much fun. You're just. I, I guess I don't understand why didn't they just make adult versions of those? No, those are adult. The Blue Suede Clues books yes. are adult books. Yeah. Then why are they still doing them? I don't know. There's only three. Why would they stop at three? I don't you're know. telling me. Elvis mysteries wouldn't sell I, today. I don't know. That's crazy. I, these were these were pretty old. I was I was reading Still. these when I worked at Willard Library in, in But Michigan. now now it seems like the perfect time to just start that series up. Yeah, bring I mean, it back. And then and then do a spin off the Beatles mysteries. Yeah, I love it. So why haven't they done that? I don't know. I, I don't know enough Beatles songs to come up with Beatles song title mystery <laughs> things. All you need is death. Yeah. My bird can kill. <laughs> uh, all right. Let me let me hit a few more uh, listener <laughs> responses here, and then we can close up shop. Facebook user Debbie says P.D. James, yeah. uh, another perennial favorite here. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. What else haven't we got? Oh, boy. Facebook user Brad gives us a whole list. Uh-huh. I'll read you a few. George Simeon, Donna Leon, Martin Walker, uh, CJ Sanson, Nicola Upton, uh, and uh, Jacqueline Winspear. Oh, Maisie Dobbs. Yeah, Maisie Dobbs also. That's a historical uh, mystery series. Right. Super popular here. I haven't read one. Okay. Uh, Tana French, Charles Finch, so many. You know, I can't think of many young adult. Like, there's no, I can't think of any young adult mystery series. Mm-hmm. That's all. Theodore Boone, Kid Lawyer. I don't think those are mysteries. No, they're not really mysteries. No, I can't think of any either. 
So right. Facebook user Sarah says Dorothy Sayers, the Lord Peter Whimsy series, yeah. and Sherlock Holmes. We haven't talked about Sherlock Holmes. At That's all. true. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Nah. I I'm a fan of the concept of Sherlock Holmes, yeah. but I don't think I could ever sit down and read an original Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Um, I, I like the show Sherlock, mm-hmm. but I don't like the movie I Sherlock you to that Holmes. That show, by That's the way. That's true. I know. Gosh. You say you don't like the movies? I don't like the two Robert Downey G. I like the second one more yeah, than I the like first the one. one. Because the first one is like, it's magic or it's not. I hate yeah. I hate that. And like either it's magic or just don't even use it. Right. It's frustrating. So I like the second one. You do not like to be kept in the dark about elements of plots. That's is true. What we've learned today. Um I've heard elementary elementary? Yeah. Elementary. Elementary. How, elementary. Mm-hmm. I heard the show has gotten like really good. I heard it started like out. The kind Johnny of, Lee Miller. The Lucy, Lucy Lou show, yeah. yeah. I heard it's actually really good. Hmm. So, I think they play on his uh, his vices, his um, like his addictions a little yeah. bit more. I think he's more of a flawed. Yeah. I mean, he's flawed. In both I've never ways. seen it. Okay, I've never seen it. Um, there's, I mean, we have so many more. We have so many more. All right, just be, here. just be through. So no, no, no. We can we can just cut it there. That's, okay, that's all right. That's all right. We don't have. To oh get boy. It well, sorry if Nick uh, decided not to speed through your. Uh, you heard me. I tried. <laughs> you did. But Nick is a you monster. Did. Yeah. Actually, you can't be a monster because you've had this stuffed turtle with these sad big eyes. Just and yeah. this. When I say stuffed, I mean like a stuffed animal, not yeah. like his name's Shecky. He's I got him a yeah. Cracker Barrel. Yeah. Every time my son is here, he gets him off the shelf. So yeah. that's why he's right here yeah. he is kind of a and every time your that. son's here he wants to play with your cars uh lightning mcqueen uh oh boy first of all that's not lightning mcqueen it's just a lightning mcqueen's friend i don't know what his name is okay but he's got eyes so every time your son comes here and wants to play with that car you're like no that's not a toy that's not true that's daddy's car that's, that's not car that's, no no yeah you're exaggerating you, you've, you've you're exaggerating for the... humor <laughs> all right uh well we have uh, a great mystery section here on the main floor uh, and in the stacks. It's or huge. do we? We're, we're done. We're that. done with the we're or do we? No, we're not do that okay. <laughs> but uh, we do have a great assortment on the yeah. on the main floor, even more in the stacks. And we yeah. have like old Rex Stout. We yeah. have Agatha Christie. And if you turn we off the lights in the stacks, it kind of feels like you're going to become part a of a mystery bit. novel yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it becomes a murder library, as, as Julia <laughs> Spencer, Spencer Fleming, Spencer Fleming once said. Yes. Would call it. But yes, yeah. we have so many, and we can always get them from other libraries you or anywhere know, you want. So Julia Spencer Fleming is not the first big name author to come here and be frightened by the basement of the library. That's true. Joyce Carol Oates also wandered too deep into the yeah, bowels of the that library, very same room, and found what I would call the soulless, jawless Santa Claus. Yeah, we have a life size, <laughs> a little bit bigger than life size, bigger than life Santa Claus dummy that is just unintentionally terrifying. The most, and I feel comfortable saying that because Joyce Carol Oates, with her twisted mind, uh-huh. saw that and was like, "What is that?" Yep. So yeah. Uh, so if Julia Spencer she's Fleming, in, Julia's in good company. Who walked? Who that. only walked into the basement, looked around, and said, "Like this is a murder library." Yeah. If she had run into that Santa Claus, I I can't even. She would have passed out. We would have never found her again. No, we certainly wouldn't have found her. <laughs> the library would have taken her in. Uh, kind of like the uh, the hotel in The Shining. Yeah. The Overlook exactly. Hotel. Exactly yeah. like the Overlook in The Shining. So. Oh, boy. Well, yeah. what do we got coming up for library news? Whoa. You just... You sh- I didn't know you were going to do this. It's how we this al- has never it's happened where we before. Always, okay. This happens every episode? You know what? I'm going to go first. Oh, thank goodness. Contemporary Classics just finishing up uh, UC Adler Olson's Keeper of Lost Causes. So you can join yeah. us for that. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, we're reading Tony Hillerman's The Blessing Way for Page Turners. Mm-hmm. That'll be the first week in May. No, 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 We've no. We've got... Don't go that way. Go the blessing way. Oh, I like it. Yeah, that's nice. We have a busy April. We have the uh, Alfred State Jasmine Ensemble. Ooh. Oh, sorry. Alfred State... Statesman Jazz Ensemble. That's, that's oh, what it is. Nice. It's confusing. But they're coming uh, the 20th of this month at okay. 7 o'clock, 20th of April. Uh, always popular. Right. We have a poetry reading from Donica Kelly on the 25th, although it's 7 o'clock, as I mentioned. Uh-huh. And Genesee Dance Theater, uh, who have done the Nutcracker here for the last three years, uh-huh. are doing a ballet called Paper Moon. Yeah. Choreographed two songs from the Great American Songbook. The early reviews are very good, okay. so I hope you'll join us for that on April 27th mm-hmm. at 7 o'clock. Now, read all that again, but as if you were on NPR. If I, yeah. Uh, coming to us in the few weeks we have from Genesee Dance. I can't even yeah. do it. I was starting It was to the jazz asleep. one that made oh, me the think jazz. that. Yeah, because you're like the Alfred yeah. Statesman, the Alfred State Statesman's jazz Yeah, it's style. hard, isn't it? It's yeah. hard to say. <laughs> all uh, right. Yeah. Um, and as I've said before, we've got the teen photo show coming up. Exciting uh, this, times. Let me double check. It what a time is to be alive. the 17th, April 17th 
through the 22nd is when we start taking photo submissions. So teens, all you crazy hip teens listening by your radio sets, hanging out with your best gals, your best guys, put down that soda pop. Go pick up your camera, take some photos, frame it, and bring it to me. It's going to be a swell time. It sounds like you it. You come to the reception. That's May 3rd, 6, uh, 6 to 7.30. We're going to have refreshments. It's just going to, it's just going to be a keen time. What a, what a way to spend, spend your night. Wow, you really went for that. Yeah. <laughs> and I got I to gotta say, well done. Thank you, man. Well done. All right, but that's the big thing. That's the big one we're pushing because it, it we had a great turnout last year, a lot yes. of great photos, um, and a lot of people uh, showed up at the reception. Um, and Brian Oglesby, who, uh, who judges it, was there, and uh, he interacts uh, and talks to the teens about uh, their photos. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just a great time. Absolutely. So uh, parents or, uh, or friends, let, let everyone know this is happening. Okay. Yeah. Well, that sounds good. Yeah. I don't think we've even figured out what we're going to talk about next week. So that's the final mystery of the episode. <gasps> what will episode oh, I hate mysteries. What I will... hate them. Eric, settle down. I hate them. Uh, Eric's going to be nice and tan and relaxed from being in that's Florida. So, so true. Uh, we'll we'll see you at episode eighty-seven.